0: Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Hi, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of this podcast. Today, the intention is to really drop into needs, so authentic soul needs versus desires and preferences. So what we think we need versus what would truly fulfill us at a soul level. I have recently been doing a lot of unraveling around really feeling into what would truly fulfill me on a deep heart, soul, body, mind, spiritual, esoteric level versus what I think that I desire from the level of the mind. So what I think would be the highest potential for me, what I think I desire from my business, from my mission, from my purpose, from my future partner, and really examining and stripping away where in my life am I holding on to preferences or attachments that are coming from a place of lack or needing validation or seeking approval or wanting to bolster or foster a sense of identity that is removed from my true soul essence and what i've been really called to reflect on is that sometimes we really feel or think that we want something we have a desire right we have for instance a certain partner i'm going to talk a lot about partnership on this podcast because it's been such a large part of my journey um, of unfolding and cracking open. And so we think that a certain type of person is going to be the kind of person that would fulfill us truly. And we think that we need this checklist of, okay, so they're they're successful, they're um, driven, they're spiritual, they're this, they're that, they look like this, it, it looks like this. This is kind of the lifestyle we lead. Um, this is what it looks like, right? And actually what would truly fulfill us when we strip back all of the needing to validate or prove ourselves um, through the things that are showing up in our lives, through our external environment, through what we have, um, what we are achieving or succeeding in. And we strip all of that back. What would actually truly nourish us on a a deep soul level? What what is the core or the essence of what we desire to feel? in, for instance, this relationship or in our business or whatever it is, whatever avenue or area in your life where you're desiring something, when you strip back the external, um, I guess, the external filters or the external desires uh, which are attached to identity, then what would truly fulfill us on a soul level can be quite surprising and unexpected. And so recently I want to speak into, I have a tendency to see timelines. So, Whenever I meet someone and there's a deep soul connection, I can actually see uh, timelines where we've been together in in other incarnations or future timelines or opportunities or, you know, what it would feel like to be in relationship with that person based on past experiences or just based on their energy. And I met someone recently who, um, you know, nothing really happened between us, but it showed me a potential, uh, which was really unexpected for me, of how I would like to feel in connection, right, in sacred union. And what this man's energy opened the door to for me really uh, experiencing or feeling energetically was deep nourishment and nurturing and feeling safe, so a safe regulated nervous system and what that would feel like in my body, right? And just really grassroots kind of simple um, family oriented. You can hear the tone in my voice changing and the frequency you could probably feel coming through my body as I speak about what that would feel like, right? And it was completely unexpected to me because it took me to a place and a vision for my future, which was quite different to what I've been consciously manifesting or directing all of my attention and my energy and my desires towards. Because if I'm being honest with myself, what I think that I desired out of a partner um, is not truly what I desire on a soul level or source, or, uh, you know, my higher self, my soul desires for me, for my growth. And so things like, for instance, I always desired to have this, um, you know, freedom lifestyle, this nomadic partner who could travel the world with me, and they were entrepreneurial and successful and, um, you know, perhaps they were in the healing arts. They were a medicine man, whatever it was, and they devoted their life, like me, to this purpose or this mission. And I really wanted this person to have this, you know, following or success or they'd they'd made it in some way. Um, that they were attractive physically, that uh, they were fit. They were all of these things, right? And I went through after seeing this potential with this person. I went through and I asked myself, why is it that I truly desire? all of these things that I have on my list, for instance, that they're an entrepreneur, that they're successful, rah, rah, whatever. And what is the core essence of what I would receive in that? Um, like, why do I desire that? Right. And I recognized actually perhaps the desire for me to have an attractive partner who's like physically attractive, right. Or like fit or whatever it was um, to have someone who is a entrepreneur or an influencer or really successful in their own business or whatever it was, was actually me. Um, receiving that feedback about myself. So it was like in having a partner that was XYZ and presented in a certain way, then I would have an identity that matched that. Like my worth would be, um, I suppose like raised in the presence of this person, like, oh, she has a partner that looks like this and she has this and whatever. And so it made me feel better about myself of like, well, look at this partner that I have. Therefore I am worthy. I am worthy because I have this partner who's entrepreneurial or successful, or I'm interesting because I have this nomadic lifestyle or, um, you know, whatever it is, right guys, whatever it is that you desire on this superficial level. And when I tuned into this timeline and that potential um, and what that truly felt like in my body, it felt like homecoming. (laughs) It felt easeful and graceful and just simple. And the simplicity of it actually touched and nourished my soul in a way that I did not foresee for myself. I couldn't imagine that I could feel that level of um, comfort and security and depth. And suddenly, all of these things that I thought I desired became. Like secondary or not as important, right? And this person that I had this um what like this experience with, doesn't actually look or appear externally like what I was imagining for myself. So I had you know a long list of physical traits, and he would do this for a job, and rah rah rah, he's this kind of person. And what this person did essentially, this beautiful soul, they showed me um, even without connecting on an intimate level, literally just by meeting this person and being in their energetic space, showed me the type of partner that would actually nourish my soul, that would actually feel good, what I truly need, right? What I crave on a soul level that would fulfill me, that isn't a desire that I have in order to prove something, to prove something about myself or appear a certain way. And I was like, oh shit, (laughs) this feels really good. Hmm, interesting, right? Isn't it interesting? And I started seeing this entirely new timeline and trajectory for my life, right? And this is what's been happening um, over the past couple of months. So for those of you who don't know me and don't know my personal story, I've actually been living in Bali um, for the past few years. And I was really, I suppose, attached to this identity of I'm living this luxurious nomadic um, uh, freedom lifestyle on this island and look at me doing something completely out of the box and I live on my own terms and rah, 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 rah. Like, that was really important to me to have that freedom, right, at the time. And I began to realize that actually, I think I was more attached to how that looked to others, right? People saw me and they were like, wow, that's so cool. (laughs) That's so dope that you get to live on this island and have this lifestyle where you can just have one suitcase and you go anywhere, right? But actually in my heart, in my soul, the truth was that I've been craving depth and nourishment and settling down, like putting down roots um, and being closer to my family Right, so tribe, community, family, um, a regulated nervous system, just feeling peaceful and easeful, and Bali, as beautiful as it's been, and you know the amazing healing that happened there, and everything was so perfect for me at the time. But I'm beginning to feel like there's there's no longer resonance um between where I was and what served me at that time and where I'm going, and the superficiality of everything there. Um, There's a lot of influences there and people projecting a certain lifestyle that doesn't actually have depth. Even the spirituality there I feel is very um, ego-based, it's ego-driven, it's for the show of it, for the appearance of it, rather than the grassroots core of what spirituality is truly about. And to me, that's love and genuine connection. So I found like I was not really getting what was truly nourishing me there. I was unable to find that community, that tribe that I was craving, right? And so in the process of healing a lot of my stuff around connection and and particularly my family, like healing a lot of my heart wounds around connection and tribe and safety and, um, you know, what it would feel like to not be in this constant nervous system overdrive and response of things needing to be difficult and chaotic and, um, turbulent and never knowing what my next step is and all of this stuff, right? When I let go of all of that, I realize that my core, my essence, what my soul desires is nourishment. <laughs> it's like nourishment and stability and um, a partner or someone in my life who could just make me feel really fucking grounded and safe and just like, babe, I've got you. Like, I've got you, I see you, I'm not going anywhere, I'm sturdy. And so that opened up potentials to me of the different types of men who could actually, or even women. I mean, I'm open, <laughs> let's see. Um, but I, I feel like because I'm a feminine core, I would obviously like I really desire and need or crave masculine core beings, so men or masculine identified beings. Um I, I open to look at like what kind of men actually would be able to give me that experience. And I used to make jokes around, like in Australia we have this thing called tradies and these are tradespeople, right? (laughs) Men like carpenters, um, construction workers, all of this stuff. I used to have this joke about like high high visibility gear turns me on for some reason, right? And I recognize like the core actually of the man that I tend to resonate with most is a tradie. (laughs) They're just really simple, um, basic, beautiful like down to earth good with their hands uh no bullshit no fuss tradies right i just have this thing for fucking tradies and it's so funny because i've told myself for so long i need this like spiritual master right? And a tradie couldn't possibly give me that because they're not flexible and they can't travel wherever they want and rah, rah, all of this stuff, thinking that I needed this entrepreneur who was on this nomadic journey. When truly, actually, what would satisfy my soul was a tradie. <laughs> it's really basic, right, guys? Really basic. Like, who is the father that I want for my children? Um, what kind of energy do they have? And what do they bring to the table? And for me, noticing how much I'm in my feminine chaos. Uh, I will be first to admit that sometimes I really drop into feminine chaos and I can get lost there sometimes. But what would really serve me and my purpose is being held and safe in stability and grounding and someone who could support me, right? So I had a lot of resistance to even allowing myself to be supported by the masculine. And I'm beginning to realize that perhaps part of my journey is to be, you know, supported physically, like financially, emotionally, stability wise, in all areas, um, allowing that support in and not letting it mean something about me. So I had this desire to be so successful in my business and independently, um, sorry, financially independent. And that was more needing to prove something, right? It was needing to prove, hey, I did this. I succeeded. I'm independent. Rather than actually, if I think about it, perhaps being with someone being with a man who could completely just support me financially and desired to do that. Right? So I want someone who would desire that because that's a core desire or value for them. That's just how they were raised. They're traditional, um, they're old school. They like taking care of a woman in that way. It makes them feel good. Right? So finding someone who genuinely desired to give me that so I could be in this cosmic space more often. And so when I serve, It comes from a place of genuine desire and creativity. And I can just be in my magic and my flow and my feminine creating whatever feels fucking good for me in that moment without having to worry about money, right? (laughs) So being able to serve for free because it feels good, because that is not a worry in my mind because I'm supported, because I have a partner who has a sturdy, stable um, career doing whatever it is, right? And I'm kind of open to that now. I don't really care Um, as long as they have spiritual understanding mastery uh emotional awareness emotional intelligence and truly like just an open heart right so i've actually opened myself up to dating recently and a lot of the time i've been on this journey towards divine union i've kind of oscillated between wanting to be open and allowing spirit to bring me the connections and the um relationships and the soulmates and the people who would help me to grow and evolve, so being detached from how that looks, being open to something different, versus knowing my desire and my standard and what I, what I truly want, right, like in my heart there is a yearning so deep for divine union, <laughs> for being seen and met in all of me and held and loved and accepted um, and to weave this path with someone spiritually where we are sharing a vision together, right, and I've gone between the two. So I've been like, it has to be that I'm open to everything and um, you know, like just accepting whatever comes my way because it's a growth lesson, and I'm open to receiving the reflections from people. And I know that I've done enough work on my own. Um, and now the the true work will come through me experiencing connection. Like you can only truly see what's there lurking under the surface that needs healing when someone else is showing up in your environment, right? and this is the thing for so long, I'd be like, yeah, I'm so full of self-love and I feel so good. And then the moment someone showed up, all of my triggers would arise and I'd be like, but I thought I dealt with that, but I thought I was past that, you know, I thought I was healed. (laughs) And so it's only truly in connection that we can see our stuff that's under the surface um, because connection requires vulnerability and openness and it requires you to lay down some barriers and address where you have these barriers, right? So I, I knew, and I know that I need to be open to connection and I need to be open to connections that are perhaps not what I think that I want <laughs> or how I think it needs to look. But as I'm doing this and I'm opening myself up, I've been shown a few, you know, people who've come into my field. I went on a date last night and it was a beautiful man, um, really just traditional. And he was a gentleman, super open. He wasn't hugely spiritual but he was open to listening to me rant on about all this crazy stuff um, and just really appreciated my softness and my sensuality and we had a common love of music right so he had really beautiful energy and we connected energetically without this crazy um, cosmic connection that I have had many times with many beautiful men through my journey and other you know, women as well and family and whatever. So we had this connection and I was like, okay, I'm open to, you know, I wasn't super physically attracted to him, but I've learned to let go of that a little bit and be open to just explore and see if maybe that attraction will grow through the energetic attraction. Um, and what I realized was in not being clearer on a certain like need of mine, which I'm gonna explain in a moment what that is, I was actually self, abandoning in a way, Um, there came a point in the evening where we were discussing, you know, these states that I get into and these really deep shamanic states and these trance states where I'm processing a lot of emotion and completely like, you know, speaking on the languages, looking a bit freaky. (laughs) We even spoke about me doing exorcisms in spirits. And I could tell that this was an edge for this man and he was not able to meet me fully, right? Like I knew that he would not be able to rise to meet me because he wasn't there and he had his own stuff to work around um and so what happened was we began to exchange some physical intimacy um I had a boundary around you know I don't want it to go to a certain level like like this is what I'm comfortable with and he respected that but I felt like in that moment where I recognized that this man was not able to hold me spiritually in the depth that I needed to that that was the moment where I realized this connection had nothing more for me right And I receive that I needed to have this experience and I'm grateful for it because it showed me where I was quick to kind of self-abandon. But in that moment, I should have said, okay, look, this is like a fundamental core need of mine. It's not a desire. It's not a preference. It's not an attachment. This is something that my soul needs. I need to be fully accepted and seen in all of me. And if I feel like I cannot express parts of myself to you safely, then... Unfortunately, it's just not going to be aligned. There's no alignment here, right? If we don't have a common drive or um, vision or path that is aligned towards mutual spiritual growth, for me, that's actually a deal breaker. So that's what this man showed me. It's a deal breaker if, um, you know, like I said, they don't need to be doing this for a job. And the man that I met who showed me this potential um, earlier that I was discussing. He didn't do it for a job but he was definitely on a spiritual path so he had his own healing path that he was on right so i feel like he would have some awareness right around holding space for this sort of thing whereas the man who i went on a date with didn't have a framework of understanding for that because he hadn't done his own work so how the fuck (laughs) was he going to be able to hold me in that space and i'm lucky enough to have had Several beautiful men in the past year and a half who have been able to hold me in that space, who have said, not only is it okay for you to express in this way, but I actually give me more. I want more. Give me more of you. Give me more of your energy. Give me more of this intensity. Um, Crack open even more. Allow me an even more surrender, even more you are safe. Right. And I've had the experience of what it feels like and how I can fully open being in that space. Um, And I had this beautiful experience with this man in Mexico earlier in this year where he just kept asking like, you know, how can I support you? How will you feel safe to open more? Because he understood that the feminine is this mystical um, force of creation and, and within the feminine are the keys to the universe, right? So he understood that his purpose and his path to, I suppose, reaching these states of being through the feminine, was to hold me in a space where I felt safe to go there. And as a result of that, take him there with me. Right. And that man had done a lot of spiritual work to understand that dynamic and understand how to make me feel safe. And so I was able to go there and we went to some places that there's like literally no words, like there's no human words to describe what was possible. Um, The healing that we were doing together for the land there in Mexico, we shared a past life there and um, came together to heal a lot of trauma from the land. But not only that, the messages I was able to channel for the divine feminine collective, for the divine masculine collective, because I was being held by this divine masculine energy, right? So I've seen that potential. I know it exists. I know it's possible for me. Um, I've had it before and I should know by now that I, that is a non-negotiable for me, like to be able to have someone who has the capacity And I'm not saying that they need to meet me there always and it always needs to be that intense, but they have the capacity already within them to go there, go to these places with me, right? Like it's such a fundamental core soul need for me to go to these spaces, not only alone, but in union, in partnership, because that's when I'm able to expand even more, to crack open even more, to um, shoot up into the galaxy, even more being anchored and held in this space. And You know, a couple months after that, I called in another beautiful soul connection, and that was just a friendship, but that man was also able to really, really hold me in this space where I felt completely safe, and it was because we connected with our inner children um, together, and so both of our inner children felt so safe, and so what was possible was that I was able to hold all of him. And he was able to hold all of me with no judgment. And we just melted into this love together. Um, And it was so beautiful and so orgasmic, even though it wasn't sexual, it was so orgasmic and elevated us both to this whole new level, which truly that's what Tantra is about. It's like allowing someone else um, in to elevate each other and seeing the divinity in that person, right? In that moment. So last night, the reflection was for me, okay, that is like a non-negotiable, I need, I need that. That's not a desire. It's not an attachment. It's not a preference. I'm being shown that I need that. And what happened was when we began to you know, get a little bit physically intimate, we were making out, whatever it was, I could feel some emotions coming up in me. Um, and I was getting a little bit, I, I, there was sadness in my heart of like, this isn't meeting me fully. Like I can't show this man who I truly am. I can't express who I truly am. And he was like, you know, it's okay if you need to cry, I can hold that space. But in my body, in my being, I could tell that actually he couldn't. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable, it's cool, you can cry. But I could feel him contracting and I could feel him pulling away. And I could feel that it actually wasn't fair on him to um, express in that way because it was almost too much for him to handle. And he, his desires and core core kind of needs were positivity and ease right and i'm not i'm the first to admit that sometimes i'm not the most easy person to be with because i experience the depth so much right and so any partner that i have needs to be not only okay with that but um accepting it without needing to take it on right so able to hold that space neutrally with no judgment so that's the the true divine masculine and i could feel that this man would have taken all of that stuff on as his own. Like, why is she crying? Have I done something, right? It would have triggered his wounding in a way that wasn't um, productive or necessary. And so I, I recognized, I was like, okay, that's an edge. And I feel like I'm not even safe to cry. So I felt myself pulling back and I was like, okay, hey, I, I now don't feel safe. I don't feel, you know, there's no sexual connection here anymore because I don't feel safe to be in that way. And I allowed it to go on a little bit further than I felt comfortable with. And he was asking me to stay over. And I just felt like, actually that's not honoring me. And I left and I, I felt like a lot of sadness in me of like, why the fuck can't I find someone who really meets me in all of these ways, right? And in unpacking that and sitting with that, I uh, I recognize where I wasn't fully able to accept and unconditionally love all of these aspects of myself um, and acknowledge where I have met that in the past. I have had men who have been able to meet me and accept me. And so it is possible and I've already achieved that. So, you know, that should be a standard for me now. And also the disappointment I felt in myself for not being clearer on uh, my boundary and really just saying, actually, no, I'm um, I'm good and I need to leave and, and this is not meeting me, right? And just honoring that and and ending it and not feeling like the need to, I didn't want to make him feel bad or I didn't want it to be awkward. I didn't want to say no, right? Good girl conditioning or people-pleasing tendencies like where in the past, I wouldn't have been able to say no to a man. I felt like I owed them something because they'd been paying for drinks all night or because they paid for my Uber or they were gentlemen or whatever that was. I just felt some conditioning coming up that was being shown to me around, you know, where I didn't really hold my boundary. And so it was disappointment a little bit in myself and I had to bring myself back to compassion and be like, hey, it's okay. (laughs) We're still learning, it's all right. This man showed you something. Next time we're gonna recognize that sooner. And now we know what it feels like to feel unsafe. And the moment that starts welling up, um, maybe that's the time to express or that's the time to leave and make sure that your little girl feels taken care of, right? Like, she's my number one fucking priority. It shouldn't be, is this man going to feel weird? Um, am I going to make him feel awkward, right? Like, no. My little girl is my number one fucking priority, and I have promised her that I won't abandon her. I have promised her that I will take care of her. I will be that divine masculine protector for her until I can find someone in my external who mirrors that back to me, right? So I've learned from this situation. I've grown And I've also seen now, like it's narrowed and refined for me, truly what is a non-negotiable. So the things that I am prepared to, you know, be open to or let go of, the physical appearance obviously doesn't matter so much to me, um, even though that was such a big thing for me, the career or whatever it is that they do doesn't really matter so much to me, so long as they're stable and, um, you know, doing something that they love um, and, you know, a bunch of other things. And I've really recognized where I've now um, identified a core soul need, right? And so the invitation here is to look at when you have your list of like what it is that you're trying to create, what you're trying to um, bring into the world, you're trying to manifest, what are you creating from a place of what you think would fulfill you? Um, versus what are your truly non-negotiable I am no longer fucking energetically available for? Um, (laughs) I will not lower my standards for. This is a red flag. I will walk out the door if I see this behavior, right? Like, what are they? What are your red flags? What are your non-negotiables? And where are they coming from, right? Are they, are your red, like, so for instance, a red flag or non-negotiable for me in the past was he, um, you know, (sighs) Like, what's a good example? He has a career that doesn't allow him to be flexible. And obviously that was because I desired this nomadic lifestyle because it made me appear a certain way, or I need them to be very financially successful, or I need them to be fit and look a certain way. Um, And that was like a non-negotiable. If someone who didn't look a certain way came along or didn't take care of their body or didn't have a drive to be successful in their business, I would be like, no, thank you next. And I would shut myself down from any connection. Right. And I'm recognizing like, perhaps that's not so important for me so much as the other things, like how this person makes me feel. And like my whole life has had this huge overhaul. Um, Like I said, I'm considering moving back to Australia, moving back closer to my family, um, moving back to live on the land here, like out in the coast, um, (laughs) a quiet, uh, you know, a modest family life versus this crazy, chaotic um, freedom lifestyle of the influencer because that appears cool. It makes me look like interesting, right? So I've let go of a lot of stuff and it's still a journey. Um, So I guess where I want to leave this or finish this transmission is when you're connecting with people, when you're calling in partnership, um, when you're exploring conscious connection or you're exploring your desires really try to look at what where those desires are coming from what you're willing to be flexible around like what's a preference and what is the universe showing you that maybe you know it's something that you wouldn't have even imagined actually there's a story um, unrelated to partnership that I want to leave this episode on and it was when I was creating the vision for my life right so about seven eight years ago I began Really consciously co creating and calling in this vision for my life. And I didn't truly know what that looked like, right? I had some um, things that I desired. Like I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be able to live uh, wherever I wanted to, to work on my own terms, to be successful. I wanted it to feel nourishing. I wanted it to feel um, like I was helping people. So it was supportive. I wanted it to feel soul aligned. Um, But I didn't know what that looked like. I just wanted to get paid essentially for being my fucking self. And at the time, I didn't even know that the coaching industry existed. I didn't know that the healing and spirituality space, you could make a living doing all of this. And so in the process of my journey, I was shown the coaching world and I became really attached to this idea of, oh my God, this is it. I'm meant to be a coach. (laughs) I'm meant to be the next Tony Robbins. Like that's, that's it. I found my purpose. I found what would truly fulfill me. And the irony, um, not the irony, the the truth is in that year and a half that I was doing coaching and I was pursuing this path, it didn't truly fulfill me, like something felt not aligned. And I didn't even have a framework to know or see or understand what my true purpose felt like because it was something that I never would have even considered. Like if someone had said to me 10 years ago, you are this mystic, you are this healer you are this shaman um you're here to take people to these places and feel god in this way and all of these things i literally would have looked at them <laughs> and been like you were crazy like that is not something that i would ever have imagined for myself and i remember um in the year that i was this coach i kept meeting these healers and these shamans and these psychics who told me you have these gifts and this is your purpose you are here to heal people in this way And I kept saying to myself or saying to God or my higher self and declaring it, okay, once my coaching business is successful, then I will open up to, um, you know, to explore these gifts. And obviously spirit had very different ideas because spirit knew that truly, actually what would fulfill me was going on the path of my gifts. And that's where all the things that I desired were, where they resided, where this big vision, that's a trajectory I needed to go on. So I almost needed to let go of the attachment to this vision of being a coach to open up the space to be shown something else. And I remember I was so fucking attached and I was like, why don't I get to have this? It's not fair. Like, what do you know? Like, this is supposed to be my thing. Like, whatever. I got really in my victim about it. And spirit just kept saying, let go. (laughs) Just let go and trust. Just let go and trust. Be prepared to not fucking know. Be prepared to let go of what you think that you know, to just have it all stripped back and be shown something new, something different, something helpful. Um, And it's almost like when I let go of that, I was shown the true potential of what I could really receive, right? And that started me on the trajectory to this mission and what I feel, what I experienced, how fucking incredible it feels to be with spirit, to be connected to God, to be on this path, to be serving in this way. I couldn't have even imagined it, right? (laughs) Because I didn't even know, right? And so there's this saying of like, the universe knows more than you know what is truly the best for you, right? It's like, the universe will give you what you need, not what you want. And I had so much fucking resistance to that for so long. And I was like, no, I know what I need. This is what I need. And I'm not letting go of that. And so stubborn. And so many of us do this. And we try to cock block um, and micromanage the universe because we believe that we know what is the best for us Um, and that's just because we haven't gone through the unfolding or the journey to truly unpack and let go of what we think that we know what we think what would fulfill us the identities what we're getting from these identities stories um, the needing to prove all of that stuff and just allowing god the spirit the universe our higher self our soul to guide us to what would truly fulfill us. And so I want to leave you with a little mantra, um, a little prayer that you can say every day to really allow um, your spirit, your soul, God, to show you, to guide you towards what would truly fulfill you on a soul level. And that is, I open myself up to receive what would truly nourish and nurture me on a soul level Um, what would truly fulfill all of my desires, I'm prepared to let go of expectations, attachments and outcomes and be guided to what would truly fulfill me. I invite you to reflect and receive this in your heart and I hope that it serves. Until next time, beautiful beings, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonus.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.